I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Live from New York, it's the show that liked SGA's shoes. It's First Things First. Today, LeBron breaks the record. Is he now the GOAT? And does he have his eye on leaving the Lakers? Meanwhile, Aaron Rodgers will be thinking of his next move during a retreat where he sits in darkness for four days. Okay, why is he obviously going back to the Packers? And finally, it's our last show from this studio for the next two days at least. Is it going to be great? The answer is yes. Yeah. I'm Kevin Wilds alongside Nick Wright. Broussard is in Arizona. Already. Brew, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling great, Wilds. Absolutely fantastic. No what? better person to be doing a show yeah, today with exactly, you. That's exactly right. I'm feeling like LeBron. LeBron-esque. There we LeBron-esque. go. That's what I was LeBron-esque. Uh, we start with the record. LeBron passes Kareem to become the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. Here's the king after the game. To be able to be in the presence of such a legend and great as Kareem, it, it means so much to me. It's very humbling. Um, please give a standing ovation to the, to the captain, please. Um, to my beautiful wife, my daughter, my two boys, my friends, my boys, my family, my mother, all my... Man, everybody that's ever been a part of this run with me the last 20 years, 20 plus years, I just want to say I thank you so much because I wouldn't be me without y'all. I would never, ever in a million years uh, dreamt this even better than what it is tonight. So, man, thank you guys. There we go. Uh, here's the most career points all time, LeBron. <laughs> now number one. Yeah. Uh, Nick, how significant is this record? Well, if this record doesn't matter, then no NBA records matter. But first, I want to talk about that moment. Because that was a great moment because LeBron and Kareem have not always had the greatest relationship. And what you saw on the court right there, and I know we'll get into it later, is, in my opinion, the two greatest players of all time with a little passing of the torch. And you also had another Mount Rushmore guy that you saw right there in the crowd at Magic Johnson. Would have been nice if the other member of that Mount Rushmore, Michael Jordan, could have been bothered to show up, but I'm sure he had some golf to play or something. But when it comes to LeBron, well, I don't know. Listen, he owns a team. Seems like a big night for the NBA. All the greats were there that are alive, and Jordan wasn't there. That's fine. It does strike me as Very worth noting Garrett, this. Yeah, the, the Mount Rushmore, guys. <laughs> noting this, bro. LeBron was the most hyped athlete we've ever had in any sport bar none, and he now has somehow exceeded the hype. He has not just lived up to the hype, he has exceeded anyone's realistic expectations. And with this record last night, 
He adds to his own personal record books. He will go down in history as the NBA player who has made the most money on the court, who I believe, best I can tell, has donated the most money off the court, has done it in the public eye without a single public incident of note in a negative fashion, has done it for three separate franchises across two full decades, and now he owns what appeared to be, for my entire life, an unbreakable record. A record that when we talk about guys today, well, how could Luka break it? Well, if he plays another 15 years and averages as many points per game as Michael Jordan did, which is the most in league history, he has a shot at breaking it depending on where LeBron leaves it. I think this record stands the rest of my life. I think it is a testament to the fact, Brew, that a guy who nobody thinks scoring is what he does best he now has done that more than any player in the history of the league. No, well said, Nick, and you're absolutely right. And, and I, I want to start off by congratulating LeBron. This is a fantastic achievement, and you're absolutely right. When you think of a lot of the GOATs, if you will, they kind of, very few of them, like, were prodigies. Obviously, Kareem and LeBron. Michael Jordan was not a prodigy. Correct. Kobe Bryant came out of high school, but he wasn't viewed as you know, at, at like LeBron was, or even maybe like Kevin Garnett was when they came out of high school. Tom Brady, Joe Montana, nobody expected them to do what they – heck, Nick, even Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes yep. One he was the, the number 10 pick taken. in the draft. Yep, that's right. Yeah, so this is incredible what LeBron's done. And LeBron's got a special place in my heart, real talk. Because my parents, obviously I've, I lived in Northeast Ohio where he's from. My parents lived there and followed him since high school. The day the Cavaliers won the lottery to draft him, my parents went out and got season tickets. And it just gave them something to do together in their older age. And they went to games throughout his first tenure with the Cavs. So LeBron's got a special place in my heart. I was at his first game uh, when he didn't have a great preseason. And he goes in the first game, and Sacramento was great during that time, yep. 2003. And he puts 25, 9, 6, and 4 steals in his NBA debut. And LeBron, and last night you saw this. He, other than Dallas, and we may get to that later, but the Dallas Finals, other than that, he has always risen to the occasion. And last mm -hmm. night, right. he put the pressure on himself. When he showed up in the tuxedo, and that's when I thought, oh, he's going for it. Yep. He shows up in the tuxedo, all his family, and everybody, Kareem, Magic, everybody is there, many at his invitation, childhood friends, high school teammates. Like, he put the pressure on himself to go get it and then to rise to the occasion and do it in three quarters. It was tremendous. But, uh, Nick, I do want to say this about the record. I think this has not historically been as big as Major League Baseball's home run record, right? 7-14, uh, Babe Ruth was etched in our minds. 61 with Roger Maris. 7-55 uh, with Hank Aaron. This has been more like the NFL rushing record, where Emmitt Smith has it. Great. It's awesome, can, but it's never been like the, this record that everybody then? points to. Can and I what, what I'm going to say yeah, is this ahead. quickly. He... Because it's of LeBron's larger-than-life persona and his greatness, 
He has made this record more than it really has ever been, and with all due respect to Kareem, it now is a bigger record See, because he has it and rather so, than it was before. So, that, so this is where I stand on the NBA record book because I do feel like so much of NBA history is reverse engineered to tell the Michael Jordan story. The reason that... If this record doesn't matter, then what we are, or I, I know you're not saying doesn't matter, but isn't, you know, a top tier record, mm -hmm. then I think what we're saying is the NBA has one record people care about 100 points in a game, and that's it. And I disagree. If this, if, if, because you can't point to anything else, and the only logical reason I can find for that is because the guy most people have considered as the greatest player ever doesn't hold any of the records. But I, I am. I am as certain as I am that I am sitting here right now that if Kobe Bryant had broken this record, it would be treated as if it were the most important record in league history. Certainly, if Michael Jordan had broken this record, it would be treated as if it were the most important record in NBA history. So I would, I would just ask, if this record isn't something, then does the NBA have no records that matter? Like, what is the record then? It's not the steals record. It's not the assist record. What is it? I think people, Nick, would look at ch championships, even though that's Bill Russell. I think they would look at MVPs. That's if you get Kareem. seven, now you've topped Kareem. I think points per game. Like, and we'll get into this longevity versus peak. But I just don't think the NBA records – I mean, Larry Bird is 36th in the league in all-time points, and yet almost everybody has him as a top-10 player. Tim Duncan's 16th. Carl Malone is third in total points, seventh in total rebounds, and he's nowhere near the top-10 discussion. Dirk is sixth in total points. Is he the greatest scorer ever? Like, it's not a slight on LeBron in this mark. But this has never – that's not how the NBA has measured uh, the all-time greats by how many total points or total rebounds. It's more per game in the NBA. Um, I thought that was very interesting. I, I thought something that's being overlooked is how LeBron has been able to manifest everything he set out to do. And you touched on it a little bit, Nick. But just to put it into, you know, uh, average person's – perspective. If you try to have a to-do list of, I don't know, seven things that you want to get done this month, you might get to about five of them. You're like, ah, I got to get my oil changed. So it's hard to get stuff done. And he has set out <laughs> and accomplished so many things on his checklist from, you know, obviously like winning a championship for Cleveland, attacking this record, empowering rich and setting up an entire agency like you yep. know what i'm not going to go see i'm going to do this right. and everybody's like no 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 and it worked setting up a whole media company it works the school Doing, the school works political activism works it has all manifested and there is a certain unstoppable nature to his velocity to get things done that i think is just amazing and on the micro level Everyone, and Broussard, you mentioned it, when they saw him in the outfit and he came with his uh, headphones, like, oh, he's going to do it tonight. 36 points yep. is not easy to do. And it's like, oh, this is fait accompli. Of course he's going to do it because he's able to bend, I don't know, the NBA universe and the world to his will through determination and hard work. It's, it's amazing. Uh, listen, I echo all of that, and I think it does speak to – 
that I, I think Wild G might have taught me this phrase oh. that at times, and we're about to do it in about 60 seconds, but comparison can be the thief of joy. Oh, yes. Which is because so much of LeBron's entire career, up to and including what we are going to do right here, right now, has been about comparing him to ghosts and legends. We have not taken as much time to stop and say, my God. He did everything. Yeah. He did everything he said he was going to do. And now, some things I'd never heard him mention the all-time scoring record until a few years ago. And now there is a new thing on the list, and that is play with his son. And that it's is something happen. that I think we all believe, whether it's on his son's own merits or not, LeBron will bend that universe to his will as well, to use your turn of phrase, and make that a reality. Um, LeBron also broached Wilds, the... Oh, go, bro. Can I add one quick thing to what you said? Of course. Um, Le, the family that raised LeBron for about a year and a half when he were, or a few years when he was, you know, a young kid, the Walker family, when they... Uh, LeBron was in seventh grade, and they told me this story, and the grandfather of the family went to pick LeBron up from school. The principal of the school rushes out to meet the grandfather and says about LeBron, this kid could be the president of the United States. This is when he was in seventh grade. I don't know that that's on LeBron's list, but <laughs> if he puts it on the list, who, who don't be Love surprised. It. Don't be surprised. But that's the type of person and effect he has on people, and he accomplishes things, no doubt. I like it. That, that's a hot topic. And I like to that the, one. You know what? That's the one thing on the checklist I'm not sure he's going to get to. I think he's more likely to play know. with both of his sons than that one. But I don't knows? think he's thinking of it yet. I don't know. He, Bill Bradley, he, he, get a little. He, he might want to start. Yeah. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, LeBron could. broached the GOAT conversation after the game. Take a listen. LeBron, everyone talks about who the GOAT is. How would you describe the GOAT, and where would you put yourself in that conversation? Um, I don't know, man. You know, for me, um, you know, I think it's great barbershop talk. It's, um, it's going to happen uh, forever and ever. Um, you know, if I was um, the GM or, or whatever the case may be of a, of a franchise that was starting up and I had the number one pick, I'd take me. But that's just me because I believe in myself. That this year or all time? <laughs> oh, yeah, he's saying all time. Oh, okay. Uh, how much does this impact the GOAT debate, Nick? Well, listen, I don't think it historically is going to be viewed as a debate. I think, Brew, we should cherish these moments here because these will be looked upon as a relic of times long lost in 20, 30 years when this debate seems foolish. And so here's the thing. We know LeBron's going to own the record books. And I understand mm -hmm. Brew has already tried to prime the audience that actually the record books are not the record books. In the NBA, it's per game stuff because just as coincidence, those are the things Michael Jordan has. But as far as total things, we don't care about that in this sport. I was never told that, but maybe that was coming up in the league when you were there and I wasn't. So I don't know. Here's what we all agree on, Brew. At, a, at 20 years old, LeBron was better. He was finishing second in league MVP voting. Jordan was getting bounced in the Sweet 16. At 38 years old, 
He's far better. He's averaging 30 a game. Jordan was averaging 20 a game for an also uh, under 500 basketball team. At, at, he was better, quicker, and faster. When Jordan was didn't have help early in his career and was getting swept in round one, LeBron was taking Sasha Pavlovich to the finals. So what is the Jordan argument? Oh, the prime, the peak of Jordan's career. I will take LeBron's prime of nine finals in 10 years and four championships and four finals MVPs, all of those championships coming against top 15 all-time players. Tim Duncan, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, all of them coming against all-time great players. I'll take that against Jordan's prime, but that's at least arguable. What's not arguable is the breadth and width of his career, who was better younger, who was better older. And lastly, Brew, I'm going to say this to you. Because you, not that long ago, live on the show, we were talking hip-hop for some reason, and you just kind of said flippantly, well, Jay-Z's the greatest rapper ever. It doesn't mean he had the highest peak, but his body of work makes it inarguable. How does that exact same standard at this point not apply to LeBron? The body of work is so much greater than Michael Jordan's. Now, it's not so much greater than Kareem's, but I know you don't think Kareem is in the top two discussion, that it's LeBron and Michael. Why does it not also then apply to basketball where the body of work is demonstrably better? Look at Nick trying to turn my own words against yeah, me. I got to answer on that. I've been because waiting in, to use that. In hip-hop. For two months. In hip-hop, if you, if you rule hip-hop for four years, that's huge. That's huge. Biggie, Tupac, mm. Ice Cube, that's huge. LL. But if you – Jay-Z has ruled it yeah. for 20 years. Like LeBron. There's a huge difference. All right, yeah, but Jordan played for 15 years. I, if Jordan had played for six years, Nick, sure. But he didn't, but that's what and we he's, pretend. he's had a substantial, he's had a substantially long career himself, long, longer than Magic, longer than Bird, and his peak was higher. Look, I, I'd love to say it was LeBron, but objectively speaking, Michael Jordan has done more in less time. Look at this graphic, Nick. He played 15 years. LeBron is in his 20th season. Jordan won more rings, won more MVPs, won, led the league in more categories, 10 times scoring, okay. three times steals. LeBron, one scoring, one assist. Made the all-defensive team more times. Oh, and added a defensive player of the year award. The only two three-peats outside of Shaq and Kobe since uh, Bill Russell yes. belonged to Jordan. And LeBron had stacked teams. You can talk all you want about what KD and Steph stopped. LeBron started it in Miami. That team was stacked. They won two out of four. His team in Cleveland, Kevin Love was an awesome player in Minnesota. Yeah. Kyrie is Kyrie. Yes. They won one. Jordan has, look at this too. Okay. I, Jordan I see has it. had, LeBron has had better quality teammates. Okay, that's, but that's, six hold members on. of, can I, let me finish, yeah. let me finish. Yeah. Six members of the all top 75 team. Jordan's got four. Five times LeBron has had two teammates make the all star team in the same season. LeBron, uh, Jordan never had that. Look at the top uh, five picks 34 to nine. And yet Jordan won more. Jordan won a championship once every two and a half years of his career. LeBron, if he doesn't win it this year, 
We'll have we'll win one every once five years. Every five years. Yeah. I but mean, hold uh, on a case second. It's, LeBron's see, number two, yeah. but Jordan's okay. number one. But so here's it's the problem. The problem is this: is you've had LeBron two for five years. So what you're saying is that the gap was that demonstrable and that's ludicrous. And while I respect the full screens you made. They are wildly misleading because I could throw up the full screen of here are the categories LeBron has Jordan waxed in, and I think we can throw it up quickly. It's only about 75 <laughs> things, but those are things you don't care about because they are totals. Next. And you threw on all defenses. Next. Let me ask you a question here. What about all NBAs that here in a couple months is going to be 19 to 11? If LeBron ends up doubling Jordan's quality seasons, doubling them, it's not going to move the needle for you. And the top 75 players, when that includes uh, Russell Westbrook a, at the very end, is a little bit of a dirty pool and misleading. Robert but and that's George Gervin for LeBron, uh, for, 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 for MJ Michael Jordan. Too. I mean, we, but, it's both but of them. on the teammates right. thing, Brew, the teammate LeBron James has played the most games within his career is Zadrunas Ilgauskas, and number two is Anderson Varejao. The teammate Michael Jordan played the most games within his career was, let me think if I can remember it, oh yeah, Scotty Pippen. The coach he played the most with is Mike Brown, and the coach Jordan played the most with is Phil Jackson. To act like Jordan wasn't on the original super team with four Hall of Famers on it is nonsense. He was. They had four Stop Hall it. of Famers. Stop what do you mean? It. Stop it. Four Hall of Famers. Okay, let me let me let me end this. I, yeah, okay. I think I've already ended Last it, word. but let me just yeah. put the death nail. If to you it. say okay. you locked down the era, um, look, no, don't there's do it. One, don't know. Michael Jordan, Nick, as far as I can tell, is the only Mount Rushmore type that never had that one bad moment. He lost, he quit but it wasn't because of him. Twice. Hold on, let me finish. It it wasn't because of him. And LeBron has even said, LeBron melted down against Dallas. They should have won those finals, but he didn't play like himself. Magic had the tragic Johnson finals. Bird scored eight points in back-to-back -back finals in his first time. Kobe stopped shooting against Phoenix. Like, they all had it. Jordan went three. Michael Jordan. Jordan went three for 21, down 2-1 to the Knicks after gambling all night. And Scotty did saved they, him. Did they lose that series? Did they lose? No, they won that series. That's right. They won that series. Scotty Pippen yeah. saved him. We In all fact, they won that happen. game, if I remember they correctly. They did win the game. They won that Scotty game. saved him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. 
See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. Uh, moving on to the Super Bowl, Eagles defensive end Brandon Graham, 11 sacks on the year, and has a somewhat fearless mentality about mm. playing Mahomes. Mm-mm. Quote, you've got to take your shot. You can't play scared. You see when teams play that way, he carves you up. So I'll take my shot, and if he makes a play well, he gets paid too. Super Bowl champion Greg Jennings is here. Greg, what was your response to Brandon Graham's uh, it's, it's spot on. statement? It's spot on. You can't go to a game scared or fearless or fearing the opponent. Like, there's a healthy respect, yes. Everybody understands right. and knows who Patrick Mahomes is and what he's capable of. However... You believe that why you are there is just as important, and you have to bring that to the table. I'll give you a really quick example. For me, in the Super Bowl, nice. Troy Palomalo, he's coming down. Uh, we see some things in the scheme. I'm like, all game, I'm mic'd up. I'm yelling to my coaches. We have a corner route. If we run it, all game, I'm saying it. It happens in the first quarter. If we chose not to do that, I don't know if we win the game. We end up running it. I score on the second time of, uh, in the Super Bowl. We end up winning that game. It was necessary. We shot our shot. What he's saying is don't hold back. We've had the best pass rush. We've been able to get after quarterbacks. If he burns us, he burns us, but we got to be who we are. Oh, my my takeaway from that story is if not for Greg Jennings coaching in addition right. to play Aaron Rodgers, you feel me? zero rings. <laughs> uh, I mean, that quarter route turned that game. I remember watching that play. Greg oh, left in zone. That was a big, big, big spot in that game. Uh, so listen. I do think there is a level of appropriate fear you should have for the scariest player in the league and a guy who there is no good game plan against, as we discussed yesterday. And I think that the Eagle, where the Eagles have to be careful is not in you know, fearing Patrick Mahomes, but the appropriate fear for the Andy Reid game plan, Brew, because everybody knows mm. that their entire the, the, the thrust of their defense is not just about a pass rush, but about a pass rush that can get home with four. Mm-hmm. We saw the New York Giants beat the greatest team I've ever seen, the 07 Patriots, with that model. We then saw the New York Giants kind of have a very similar model when they beat another very good team, the New England Patriots. We have seen a front four be able to flip a Super Bowl. And the Eagles are, you know, I think more talented, certainly, than the 07 Giants were. With that said, Brew, the reason I bring up Andy Reid is, and I said this before the AFC Championship game, we knew Mahomes would be hurt, and then we saw it play out. Andy Reid is the greatest designer of the quick game and of screen passes we've ever seen in the NFL. And if those Eagles defensive linemen get too overzealous and overeager at stopping Mahomes, it is going to be Jarek McKinnon. It is going to be Isaiah Pacheco. Agreed. It is going to be guys getting out with Andy, who's 21-6 and six with 10-plus days to prepare for games across his career, with the opportunity to use that aggressiveness against them so I understand not going into games with fear I also think that you know some coaching philosophies are you should be afraid of everything just to be prepared for it I'm sure they know how good Mahomes is but that aggressive nature could be be used against them in this game bro 
Yeah, no, no doubt about it. First of all, props to Greg Jennings for the outstanding humble brag. The outstanding humble brag. That was well done (laughs) because it was applicable to the story. But great job, Greg. And it wasn't just any safety. It was Troy Palomalu. His flowing locks. (laughs) Right, right, right. So good. Troy is is on line one. But anyway, um, this is the problem with facing Mahomes. If you are overly cautious and play it too safe, then like you said, Nick, because of what he learned last season, he'll take the check downs. He'll find Kelsey in the middle of the field, you know, for the short routes. Like, he will do those things and pick you apart slowly. But if you throw caution to the wind, then he'll beat you deep. He'll beat you with some spectacular plays. So you do have to be careful and find that balance between that. But that said, I, I think that the main way for them to – hinder Mahomes enough to beat him is with what hinders all quarterbacks pressure yeah they have got to get a ton of pressure on Patrick Mahomes if they don't even though he's missing McCole Hartman he will pick them apart so that they've got to get the pressure on them I don't care if you're cautious if you're overly aggressive if you are not consistently putting the heat on him you're going to be in trouble. See, I think Mahomes is going to be able to scramble this game. Here's a quote from Andy Reid. Supposedly, he can do just about everything in the game plan. I think he'll be fine today. That's Andy Reid on Mahomes. Here's the stats on Mahomes in the playoffs, this playoffs, uh, in the pocket and outside the pocket. Oh, so perfect to both. Well, that's the problem. We're like, well, (laughs) keep him in the pocket, you're in trouble. On the move, right. I guess he's slightly better, so maybe you want to keep him in the pocket and not overcommit. But I think if the ankle's fine, he's also going to scramble, be a little John Elway-esque, like throw caution to the wind and get every yard he can. The, listen, there was some other scary news for the Eagles today, which is Andy also said everybody's practicing. Yeah. So McCall Hardman's been put on IR, so he's not even going to be listed on the injury report. He's done for the year. But Juju is practicing. Tony is practicing. Sneed, the corner they lost with the concussion, has cleared mm-hmm. protocol. And Willie Gay is practicing. So the Chiefs are the healthiest they have been all year long. And, and you might say, well, what about Hardman? Hardman was injured in early October, and the first game back was the AFC Championship game. Hardman and Kadarius Tony have played all season together four snaps at the same time, and it was briefly in the AFC title game. So Tony kind of slid into that role. Greg, Mahomes being fully healthy and potentially having his full complement of weapons is where I get back to not so much the Eagles' front four facing something they haven't felt but that Eagles back, that back seven, they faced all year long four quarterbacks mm-hmm. that were markedly above average this season. In Goff, the Prince, mm-hmm. Rodgers, and Dak. Three of those four lit them up to the tune of averaging 36 points per game. The only one that didn't was the Prince, and that was in a monsoon. He's turned the ball over five times. You know, it was early in his season. And it it wasn't great, but my point was it's not – if you watched that game as intently as I know everyone did because the Prince was involved, it wasn't like a lot of strip sex. He was literally (laughs) dropping the ball. I said it was unfair weather. He probably should have canceled the game. Neither here nor there. (laughs) Point is, I do not think Philadelphia's back end is prepared for what they are going to be dealing with with a fully functional Mahomes when in the last month you've played Davis Webb and Daniel Jones and Brock Purdy and Josh Johnson. Yeah, you make a good point. It, look, pass rush is everything, but when, when your rush doesn't get home, it 
affords those guys on the back end to have to cover for extended yep. periods of time. And that is, that's not a key to success for any secondary. I don't care how great your secondary is. Darius Slay, we know, is the lone pro bowler back there. CJ, CJ Gardner-Johnson, he's been phenomenal all year when he's been healthy. And so you have two really marquee guys and a lot of guys that can really play well. But can they cover for extended periods of time if they have to because the pass rush doesn't get home? Patrick Mahomes does what he does to any and everybody. Also, given this update from Andy Reid and given the fact that they put the pads on and hit and they let Patrick try some things out, America, while you can, Mahomes' rushing prop is 20 and a half yards, so he needs 21 yards to yeah, hit the I, over. If, I was a better, I, if you're a better, now over. the only scary part is the old kneel downs at the end of the game can get you oh, because that's oh, what the Chiefs are going to be doing. Nothing worse than that. Got him in the Niners Super Bowl, those deep kneel downs. But that's a good bet, America. Okay, I'm going to get on that. Yeah, get on there. How many units? For you? Yeah. Three units. Wow, six bucks. Uh, Coming up next, (laughs) we're discussing Kyrie. (laughs) There's an elite group of men that have both a Heisman Trophy and a bust in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. The Perfect Ten. February 11th on Fox. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Third quarter, 38-year-old. Uh, record broken by the 38-year-old. Just give a quick take, not 10 minutes. Brew, you mentioned his first game ever. That was very, very close to his first basket ever. Oh, that's that He was trying to do yes. the sky hook, couldn't get yep. in position, and then he, got, he, he almost recreated his first NBA bucket. It's a, it's a great story. Also, Lakers yes. lost. They're at home to the Thunder, who were on the second night of a back-to-back. Yeah. No one's discussing it. Kyrie! No one's discussing it. Well, you want to talk about the GOAT? You, know, you can't beat the Thunder on back-to-back. <laughs> Kyrie makes his debut tonight in L.A. against the Clippers. Yesterday, he made his press conference debut. And away we go. Take a listen. For me personally, um, you know, just sitting in the seat today, I just know I want to be places where I'm celebrated uh, and not just tolerated or, or, or just... Um, you know, kind of dealt with in a way that doesn't make me feel respected. Um, and there were times throughout this process when I was in Brooklyn where I felt very disrespected. It's water on the bridge now. Like, I wish them well. I left them in fourth place. I did what I was supposed to do. Took care of my teammates. Was uh, incred- incredibly selfless in my approach to leading. Um, and I just wanted to do all the right things for myself, not to um, appease anybody that had something negative to say about me or they judged me. You know, this basketball game... Um, just, it's fun, and I want to keep it that way. <laughs> okay. Broussard, <laughs> yeah, he, he was selfless before he quit on the team. What was your take? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I'm going to try to tread lightly because I know this is Nick's guy now. And oh, uh, he's stop. Team Kyrie, so let me, let me try to be careful with this. But look. Of course, we all get what Kyrie's saying about, hey, you want to be somewhere where you're celebrated, not tolerated. You don't want to feel disrespected, all that. 
But here's my problem. It goes both ways, Kyrie. He did not even acknowledge the things he has done to create the issues and the fissures that were there in Brooklyn. It was disrespectful to take a week off just willy-nilly for nobody knows why, right? They do it a couple times, all right? It was disrespectful when after you created this controversy early in the season with the anti-Semitic you know, documentary and all that stuff, to not even return the text messages of the team owner who's paying you millions of dollars. You think he felt respected? You think he felt valued because I'm paying you so much money and I'm trying to help you out right now and you're not even returning my text? I mean, th- that is the problem. I, the lack of self-awareness. I'm fine for Kyrie to be like, look, there was, I made some mistakes. I think the Nets did some things wrong and the tension was just, it wasn't good. The relationship had soured. I needed to move on. But he wouldn't acknowledge his own part in the situation. And that is what is so bothersome. It's gone. And so, yeah, yeah, that's my take. So, (laughs) we did not get to the first game of Kyrie on the Mavs before we got to the moment where the Mavs front office looked around and said, oh, boy, this this might (laughs) – we, we might have got ourselves into a bit of a pickle here, boys. I, the, Bruce said lack of self-awareness. So this, to me, Wild, speaks to the importance of having the right people around you who have the ability to tell you when you're in the wrong. We all need it. In fact, for the three of us, and I'm listen, I'm not speaking on Kyrie's personal relationships. This is just the three of us. I think that person for all of us is our wives who have no problem if they think we're acting a fool or, you know, in Wilds' case, his television star ego has gotten way too big for the room. Sure. They're like, okay, calm down, <laughs> take the kids to hockey practice and, and come back home. Like, it does not appear Kyrie has anyone in his life, Wilds, that can say, hey, man, some of this is on you. In fact, a lot of it's on you. And here's the worry, because I think we also all, Wilds, have known people that are this level of delusional. That they, there's always mess and disaster in their wake, and yet they don't ever think they are the common denominator. For those people in my life that are like that, the only thing that has made them realize it is it all, it, it, their life actually going disastrously, them losing a job or losing a relationship. Kyrie's talent is so overwhelming that he's not going to hit rock bottom. He's, there's not going to be a self-realization moment of, wait, I've mishandled nearly a decade of my career now, a totally with, with no reason to. He had no reason to demand out of Cleveland. He had no reason to sour on the Celtics. And he, the, the reason he soured on the Nets was all their reaction to his own insane right. behavior. And I just, it, it, it was, the, the Bruce said it, Wilds, but the lack of self-awareness, it's first-team all-time lack of self-awareness. Well, the, the full interview has a handful of head-scratchers within it. And, Bruce, you know what I don't want to hear? If this goes sideways, anyone from the Mavericks organization be like, oh, we didn't see this coming. Like, the Mavericks signed up for this. Uh, I, don't, I do not think this is going to go well. But we're going to turn our attention to 
the actual basketball. No Luka tonight against the Clips. Uh, Kyrie averaging 27 on 49% shooting for the year. Brew, what are you expecting from Kyrie in his debut? Magic individually. Oh. I think he'll be fine. I think he'll get 27-ish points. I think he'll have some wow moments in a loss. I'm assuming Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are playing because it's not a back-to-back, right? They played Monday, not last night. But I think the Mavericks will lose and Kyrie will look great individually, but there will be no chemistry or anything like that, Nick. That's what I'm expecting. Oh, I actually think the Mavs can win this game. I mean, Luka's career numbers, mostly in the playoffs, against Kawhi and Paul George are stunning with how well he has played individually against the against this particular team. They've never had an answer for him. And I do think, listen, the odd thing. But Luka's out, right? The, Luka's out? No, no, no. That, you know what? That's a fair point. I got excited about the Kyrie thing, so I agree with you. You're, you're correct on that. <laughs> I was thinking about my Mavs and Kyrie when they come together. You're right about that. I'm focused on LeBron's record chase and the okay. Mahomes Super Bowl. So that's a bad job by me. In that case, you're correct on that. Can, on the Kyrie front here on him playing, the shame of it is he has been on an individual level having one of his best seasons. He has actually played incredibly well, but he can't get out of his own way. And I think that the Mavs have to be holding on for dear life to just try to get to the end of this season, see what he looks like in the playoffs, and then reevaluate this decision they just made. All right, we'll check in on Aaron Rodgers and his decision, which I think he's going to end up back with the Packers. Also, we're going to have a fun little ride. we got to check in on if Luka's playing. I think he might well, surprise I said, you in, in the read, if you paid attention, no, I said no Luka tonight <laughs> against the Clips. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. No huddle time. We're not huddling. Check in on Aaron Rodgers. He's going to consider his future during a four-day darkness retreat. Telling Pat McAfee, I've got a pretty cool opportunity to do a little self-reflection and some isolation. And then after that, I feel like I'll be a lot closer to a final, final decision. It's just sitting in isolation, meditation, dealing with your thoughts. It stimulates DMT. I researched this, me being Kevin Wilds. So there can be some hallucinations in there, but just kind of sitting in silence, which most of us never do. I think it was a fair point, and we have leaned into it per your advice. Uh, But, Brew, we will start with you. What's Roger's best option next season? Well, look, hopefully while he's away at his retreat and hallucinating, uh, he'll realize I should not have written off the Niners uh, a week ago or whenever that was. Fair. That's his best option. He goes there. He's got a legitimate chance to win the Super Bowl. Oh, we're back. And look, some people nice like Nick way. Wright would say, oh, anybody could win it with that team. Yeah. It doesn't matter. We don't, we don't ridicule Peyton Manning's second Super Bowl, right? We just say he has two. Well, we don't care how he played or what that season. Wait, you and just, so you're, you're I kind think of it, ridiculing him yeah. by saying that right there. Now. Or literally right no, now. No, but, but look, <laughs> we know he didn't play well, right, all season, but they won. And yeah. we overall, we say he's got two Super Bowls. That would be great for Aaron Rodgers. John Elway wasn't the main guy when he won those two, but he's got two. 
And so I think that's number one. Number two, Miami. Miami, yes. You could go to Miami and be a real threat. And then number three, I'd say New Orleans because they got a great defense and you stay in the NFC or Green Bay. Stay in the NFC where there's not the great teams right now. And uh, the Raiders, the Jets, it'd be nice. It'd be fun. It'd be uh, entertaining. But you obviously have no chance of getting to the Super Bowl with either of those teams. All of that is exciting and, and sounds really good. But for me, it, it's the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Like, that's the best option. You've got a young wide receiving core that's – got a guy in Watson who's emerging. You're starting to develop some chemistry. you got a, a running game that supports who you are at this stage in your career. You have a system that you have thrived in and had some success in. You have all these things that are set up for you to succeed. You're in a division that is winnable. You're in a conference that we all believe is winnable. All those things are important if you're truly trying to win a championship. Now, if it's about something else, then okay, go and do what you do. But if it's about championships and continuing to add to your legacy, Green Bay is the spot. I just don't know if that happens. Guys? Kind of missing the straight. Hold on a second. He did. Am I am I hallucinating? Not yet. Did Aaron Rodgers just tell us? He's just going to go spend four days yes. to go back and to nights in pitch blackness yes. to stimulate. Though, and I am not a prude when it comes to you know trying to open your mind to things, but to try to stimulate his already pretty extreme drugs he took last year. Is that what he just told us yes. is happening? Well, told McAfee. Okay, told McAfee. My apologies. Yeah. I he, does if, if you're the running a team mm-hmm. and if you acquire him, yeah. you have to write him a check for $59 million. Mm-hmm. Does this not give you a little bit of pause well. that he might be <laughs> you know, straying the path a uh, bit for the guy we want to lead our franchise? Well, you know, whatever floats your boat. If you want to go there and you get, go wild, uh, whatever yeah, floats whatever your boat. Whatever it takes. Man. I'm not going to judge uh, whatever <laughs> anyone does to get themselves in a better headspace if that's what he wants to do. Now, if you wanted to say, huh, it's a little bit like uh, Nick's Peloton. It's not just the exercising. It's the telling you about it all the time. <laughs> okay. That kind of grates on people. Oh, sorry, everybody. Late to the meeting. Was on my Peloton. I'm like, okay. Like, How well, are you laughing? <laughs> you post videos all day. I, it's, not I that it's personal, I'm but I want talking. you to know about it, too. Greg. I'm, not, I'm not talking about it. Oh, no. I don't walk in here talking about it. You, you, bring, your, you bring a full He's suitcase full of nutritional elements that we can I got to eat. I got to eat. I, but hold on. Can I say something seriously here? Would you not be concerned at least a little bit? If you are evaluating, let's say, between Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers, and it's like, okay, even though Aaron appears to be on the downslope a bit, we still think he is better than Derek Carr. Would you not, Brew, have any of the math be? But Derek Carr seems specifically focused on football, locked in, and the same guy he's he's always been. While Aaron, God love him, Seems, and I hate to use this terminology, but just gets stranger and stranger as time goes on. And we are committing to him for at least, if we're trading for him, you would hope the next two years. Like, doesn't that concern you? Yeah, I, I, I honestly wouldn't want to commit to him for two years. And, and Carr, in addition to all you said, he's younger and he's cheaper. And Rodgers wasn't winning Super Bowls when he was at his best. So now that he's, you know... 
out there a little bit. Is he going to win Super Bowls? I think not. He's going to back Good point. the Packers. There's zero chance you come out of a four-day retreat and be like, ah, guess what? I decided to retire. Okay. He's not retiring, but oh. he might. The can, I say this, might can I say this really quick? <laughs> yeah, Let's yeah, stop go. acting like Derek Carr is better than Aaron Rodgers. Or I didn't say that. I'm just he saying, might be better than not, Aaron Rodgers. He's not. The trip but he's more stable. Well, he might Derek be more Carr stable. visiting the Saints. Derek Carr has gotten permission. Oh. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Welcome back to a big Wednesday show. Great 10 minutes for you right here. Last night, record broken, game lost. LeBron played great, everybody else, eh. Lakers lose at home, packed house to a Thunder team on the second night of a back-to-back. Brew, does last night's Lakers loss tarnish LeBron's historic night? But before you answer, Nick wants to answer. (laughs) Well, I'm sorry, I screwed it up. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, listen, historically, Brew, it doesn't tarnish it at all. In the moment, it tarnishes it a lot. Because it is a symptom of the disease that has impacted the Lakers all year. Which is LeBron is great and the rest of the team can't be bothered to try. The Thunder were on a second night of a back-to-back without their best defensive player. And they were just, I mean, what they score in the first half? 75? It was it just going up and down the court. And we are now less than 24 hours from the trade deadline. And I'm going to say something here, Brew, that I think will really surprise you, but I truly believe it. Let's go. If they do not make a seismic move at the deadline, last night should be LeBron's last game as a Laker. Amazing. Rob, he's done everything he went there to do. He brought them a championship. He broke the record in their building. in their building, in their uniform, and he got them Anthony Davis. I love it. He's, he's done everything. The Lakers have done, sat on their hands and done nothing. Rob Belink is on the record saying, I will only make a move I think it makes us a championship contender. LeBron's on the record saying, the only thing he cares about at this point in his career is championships. So if they don't make a move, they're not a contender. Anthony Davis couldn't be bothered to try last night. Here's what I know about Rob Belenka. They really value Austin Reeves and Max Christie. Wouldn't include him in a trade to get Kyrie Irving. Good news, buddy. LeBron will shut it down. More minutes for them. They really value draft picks. That's why you couldn't trade Russ and picks before the year. Good news, buddy. At the end of the year, you can get more draft picks when you trade LeBron James. And LeBron can get, for the first time in his career, a real long break as he tries to play for another three or four years for a serious franchise. I like that. I wouldn't judge him 1% if he said, you know what? I've done my job. You guys haven't. My knee hurts. I'm done for the year. Trade me this offseason. Wow. Wow. Look, I know you mean well because you love LeBron. You're selling him short, though. LeBron is better than that. I mean, I love what LeBron told Michael Wilbon when he said, Mm -hmm. I've moved on. I wanted Kyrie. I'm disappointed, but I've moved on, and I'm going to back to war, so to speak, with these guys, with what we have, and if we play well, we can get some things done. 
Now, he may not believe that, but it's the right thing to say. And maybe he does believe it. Nick, you want LeBron, the architect of player empowerment, to go to player entitlement. All right, no. and this is what I mean. And it, it's not really LeBron. But there's too many, many in the media that treat LeBron like it is his birthright to have a stack deck. No. To have a stack a deck, fight. a team that every single year he's got Anthony Davis. A, 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 did he what last night? Top ten? Does Jokic? Does Jokic have Anthony Bro. Davis? Does Giannis? Giannis is second best player. Has played Bro. I don't know 15 games this year and not well. Chris Middleton. Bro, Should he I, jet too? Can I, Come on, man. Can I ask you a question? Watching last night, honest question. The Lakers, as presently constituted, just remove LeBron. Would he have a better chance at competing in the Western Conference playoffs on this Lakers team or on the team they were playing, the Oklahoma City Thunder? That team played hard. They have shooters. They have versatile wings. They're not playing Patrick Beverly 25 minutes a night like it's 2016 still. Is there a team in the West? He would have... He would have a better chance where he's at. No. he. There's no Anthony Davis in Oklahoma City. But, and if they're not playing well, LeBron has been one of the greatest leaders in the NBA. Lead. But, but, yeah. Get him to play well. Bro, last, Get him to play that, well. Last, Get him to play hard. Last night. Get him to give here, their all. Here's my, here's my point, and I think this part you might agree with me on. Last night. You have one of, let's just say it conservatively, one of the three greatest players ever going for a historic record. Jay-Z is there. Denzel is there. Shannon is there. Kareem is there. Magic is there. It's on national television. You're playing a team that doesn't want to win and is on the second night of a back-to-back. And they didn't try. They didn't care. They were like, ah, Isaiah Joe, it's going to be your night. Mike Muscala, who played eight games for the Lakers two, four years ago, you're going to have a career night. I don't know which Williams killed him because both of them did. It, they couldn't care last night. So what I, I'm not saying, LeBron, that, that we led, I would have put a little asterisk on what's on the bottom line, Wilds. That is if Palinka quits on the team, the, I'm saying if they don't make a significant move. Okay. It, what's the seismic move, Nick? Like Bogdanovich? No, That's the size. Because I don't think they're getting Zach Levine. They're, I don't think they're getting Bradley Beal. Okay, but how about the any of the if, if they trade Russ and both picks, whatever the return is, at least then that shows the team cares about this season. If they don't care, why should LeBron care? And if they and if they he's never asked for a trade anywhere. But I now believe I'm going to say one other thing here. Wild. This is a hot. Thing. I now believe the reason LeBron signed his extension when he did because it never made sense to me. I was like, why would you sign the extension? You don't need the money. You don't need the security. I, I at first I thought maybe I think we might have lost Bruce. Segment too hot. Too hot. Too hot. I'll tell you why. The wire. The, here, I thought at first. He did it because Polinka said, we will move Russ in the picks, but we need a commitment from you. I now think he signed it because the date he signed it made him untradeable this year because he did not trust the team that he would, that they wouldn't just trade him out from underneath him during the season, and he wanted to break the record as a Laker. 
I that, cannot believe they would trade Rob Polinka would trade LeBron. Well, and why have else him break the record somewhere else? Why else did he sign the extension when know. he did? I thought it was odd. I thought it was a it, I thought it was a good faith gesture to the Lakers so they could make a move, but it hasn't happened. It it, it doesn't make any sense to we've me. We've got all sorts of noise. This segment was so hot. We've got all sorts <laughs> of noise in our ears of trying to get Brew back, but you frayed the wires. Uh, all right, here's the other curious moment during the game. Yep. When LeBron hits the shot. AD's like, oh, what's going on here? Oh, you broke the record. Great. Uh, then he sits down. Expensive seat. Well, no, he hasn't game. broken the record oh, now, yet. Uh, so he's sitting in? down now. There we go. And now LeBron's hitting the shot. Everyone's standing. There we go, and he's sitting. Yeah. Kind of odd. Seemed disengaged. He ended the night with 13 points and eight rebounds. Brew is back. Brew, is this something or nothing? AD sitting down. Man, I have to be honest. Look, we know AD and LeBron are close. There's actually another. I'm sure you've seen it where LeBron's telling him, you know, I love you. Yeah, Last that was night, odd, on, I love you. That had an odd I, subtext to it. I didn't know. It felt like he was really down in the dumps. It was odd. Brew, do you think AD's yeah. name came up in trade rumors that got back to him? That's the only thing like that that he heard. They like they called the Nets. And during the Kyrie discussions, they're like, all right, but what about AD for Durant? Again, I'm not, there's no sourcing on that. I'm just grasping at right. straws because this is objectively odd what we saw. Go ahead, bro. No, I, I, that's one of the only things that seems to make sense. Because you're absolutely right. Like, even if you're down, okay, you're having a poor game, you're losing. That, to me, is not an explanation for this. I don't, I don't want to call it something huge because I don't want to make a mountain out of a molehill necessarily, but it doesn't look good. I, I don't know. I don't understand this at all. Nick, maybe you're right. Maybe it does. You know, maybe that is it. I don't know, but this is bizarre what AD did, and he, and he wasn't engaged all night long. The whole, whole night. Can I tell you what bothered me more about last night? And I said it off the top of the show, but I, you guys didn't get a chance to respond. Brew, Michael Jordan should have been there. And Michael Jordan should have been released a statement. Kareem was there. Magic was there. You could have had the entirety of the top four all-time players in this league in the building for a big moment. And Michael Jordan's not like Tim Duncan, who's right on the outside of that, who has kind of removed himself from basketball in his post-career life. He owns a team. And the fact that we got statements from everyone, the only statement that I'm aware of from Michael Jordan, a TMZ executive producer tweeted out, but it's nothing that seems official. Jordan has been standoffish in this relationship forever. And it's not like LeBron and Kareem had a great relationship, but Kareem understood his importance to the game and importance in the moment. We should have been able to have LeBron, Kareem, Magic, and Michael, the four greatest players ever, certainly the four greatest living players, all together. And Michael not showing up to me was incredibly petty. Incredibly petty. Well, here's what I, I, I don't – look, they're Lakers. I mean, that's the thing. Kareem and Magic and LeBron are Lakers. And no, was there any other – Doctor? and I get it. Dr. J is not Jordan. Larry Bird is not Jordan. Tim Duncan is not Jordan. But was there a, an all-time great player there who wasn't a Laker? Like, D-Wade, that's maybe. the thing. I, Shannon I, I Sharp, he I, wasn't I think a Laker. That, Shannon, and it wasn't, it, wasn't Jordan's, it wasn't Jordan's record. It wasn't Jordan's record. He's, what, fifth, I think, all-time scoring? Yeah. So, and, and dropping. Yeah, 
Quickly, precipitously. Zach Levine, but correct. thirty point one per game. Oh, that's uh, per, per game, game stuff. Cut his cut his cords again. Cut Bruce's cords again. Talking about per game. <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Today's the must-see Monday? I think no. today's the best episode <laughs> well, It's not must-see Monday, so okay. it can't be. <laughs> Andy Reid delivered an optimistic report today, specifically saying that Patrick Mahomes can, quote, do just about everything in the game plan. I think he'll be fine today. Nick, are you surprised the Chiefs are still one-and-a-half-point underdogs? Oh, of course I'm not surprised. But You're not surprised? No, they're I a am. disrespected dynasty. Oh. oh, the committee warned you. Oh. A wise man once said that, oh, yeah, he's oh. the architect of the soon-to-be dynasty, Kansas City Chiefs. They've been disrespected throughout this whole process. Remember the Bengals? Burrowhead? Remember all that? Uh, yes. Remember, remember all the that. nonsense about Josh Allen all year? So this is just part of the story for the Chiefs. Here's, though, what I would, as we really <laughs> amp up and get ready to hop on a plane to go to Arizona, amp up our Super Bowl coverage, here is the number that matters for this game. Because the Chiefs are very difficult to beat under any circumstances. They are impossible to beat if you don't win the turnover battle. Mahomes is only is an unbelievable number. He's been in our lives for so long. I don't even remember life before him, to be totally honest with you. He's only lost 19 games ever, Greg. So he is 38-3 and three when the Chiefs win the turnover battle. Unbeatable. He's 21-5 and five when you tie them in the turnover battle. That's better than an 80% win percentage. And then he is, or better than 75% win percentage, pardon me. And he is 15-11. and 11 when they lose the turnover battle. So still win more than they lose, but it's your only chance. 11 of his 19 career losses have come with the Chiefs turning the ball over, and I don't think Mahomes is going to be the culprit. So the, the, the point that I'm making is this, Greg. I think that you're going to have to have a lot of peanut punches. I think you're going to have to have a lot of attacking the football from the ball carriers. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I don't think Philly's going to have the possessions necessary. But, of course, I'm not surprised the Chiefs are underdogs. Nobody believes in them, except for the guy talking right now. Greg's picked against them, I think, in the wild card round. They weren't even playing in it. Uh, I'm officially picking against them, yeah. Yeah. If you want to know, if you didn't know, yes, I'm officially picking. But I'm not surprised. I think for me, like, I am surprised. (laughs) I am surprised that they are underdogs because you have the best quarterback in the game. You have who we, I don't think it's arguable, that the best coach in the game, the scheme. Take that, Belichick. All that. Like, you, so for me, it's, it's a little shocking, but it does tell me how much Vegas or whomever mm-hmm. believes in Square this Philly team. This Philly team is for real, Nick. Okay. This well, Philly yeah. team is Add for them real. Add to the list Nick. of teams that were for real, and we're going to no, beat the I Chiefs. Want, nope, Add them to it. This is different. This okay. is the Super Bowl. The, 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 Look, this team is this I, team is for real. 
Go ahead. I know I did this last segment Greg was on. I got to give him props again because he said that with such confidence, as if he hasn't been wrong week in, week out <laughs> oh. about the Chiefs. <laughs> it's, I, it's amazing. And I have to. Okay. I have to, but I, I don't know that I'm picking like Greg. I'll oh. save that for tomorrow. But Greg said, like, yo, I, I'm right every week, baby. Hey. I love it, Greg. Ten toes I'm like down. LeBron. But anyway. I, I believe in me. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I am not surprised. Nick, we've talked about this. The Eagles have an advantage everywhere except quarterback. And guess what they do better than maybe anything else they do? Is the thing that makes even the best quarterbacks struggle a bit. Rush the passer. You know what they all also do? They dominate typically time of possession because of their run game. Yeah. So if they can keep, even if they can't stop Mahomes, they might be able to keep him off the field as much work? as he usually is on. So they've got, they dominate, they had I think 37 minutes, yes, uh, but was it against the Niners? Or, yeah, you can't they, count the Niners game though. They, they just put up 31 points against what's supposed to be the Fair best point. defense in the league well, in, in San it, Francisco. So sure, Every they have every reason to think Philadelphia will win, and that's why Greg has got his chest out and so confident. Can, can another I say reason, something? Another reason too. Yeah. The experience. This team has the more experienced team, and so typically we side with the team that has the experience, and that's your Chiefs. Oh, okay. That's oh, I thought I'm, you were saying Philly does. Yeah, no, of that's course. what I'm saying. I am surprised. The, well, can I say something about the 31 points Philly just scored? Philly scored against a great defense in San Francisco. The first touchdown came after a failed fourth down conversion. The second touchdown came on three drive extending penalties by San Francisco. The third touchdown came on a short field when Josh Johnson dropped the ball and then looked at it and decided not to fall on it. And the fourth touchdown came. It happened. And the the fourth touchdown came after a roughing the punter penalty we, extended a drive. Are, are, you, are you really doing this what? when we all saw the Chiefs AFC Zero. Championship game get what? won because of right. a penalty? What? Oh, 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 hold on a second. <laughs> are you Wait. kidding me? Are you doing this right now? And a failed for, for, uh, back hold, block? Hold on. Oh, call? Yeah, oh, you're, oh, you're going to get mad about a failed block in the back from 11 days ago, wow. man. Get your eyes fixed. The Chiefs were never losing that game, first of all. Second of all, the eight seconds left, even without that penalty, Mahomes are going to pick up the yard. Third of all, I'm simply saying all four of the Eagles' touchdowns against a Niners team that had a guy who should have been playing left-handed at quarterback and had lost their entire spirit came on either missed calls or drive-extending penalties or a, or a short field fumble. I don't think the Eagles' offense was dominant in that AMC championship game. That's all I'm saying. What's up, Wilds? I just didn't think that was a great take. 31 okay. points. All right, well, that's I fine. I expect 31 points. I, you had a lot Thank of takes you. today. I'm just saying that was in the bottom. Well, I would have said the same about yours. You never gave a take. <laughs> well, you guys I have to say more. <laughs> you just sat there looking silly. You get too busy running off bad takes. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 
Hey, if you missed any of today's show or want to take it on the go, be sure to subscribe to the First Things First podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the only sports podcast where a crime is solved every week. That's just not true. Yeah, true crime is huge in the audio space. It's huge in the audio space, true crime. Medals time. Bulls in Memphis. Andre Drummond. Eurostep. You know what? It's not It's not going to go in if you, unless you try. Okay. Bronze medal, DeAndre Ayton. 35-15 and 15 for Ayton and a win over the Brooklyn Nets. Silver medal, though, comes from someone in the same game. All right, Cam Thomas, stop it. That's three in a row, bro. Three 40-point <laughs> games. And Cam Thomas was awesome in summer league last year and then no, never played seemingly for Steve Nash and then was and maybe he tried too hard on defense to play for Nash I'm not sure and now, and now he only gets a chance now once Kyrie's gone he scores 40 every night and then a gold medal of course 38 points for the greatest basketball player and now inarguably the greatest scorer who ever lived in fact also inarguably the greatest basketball player that's what the medal stand tells you LeBron James last night did it with the second greatest player ever in attendance the third greatest player could not be bothered to show there's the medal stand from last night in the association we'll stay with that game Kareem's record stood for 38 years Broussard do you think anyone will ever pass LeBron's record well, we do have to see how high LeBron raises it because uh, he, he's probably going to play, what, three more years at least. Uh, yep. So we'll see. But I, here's the thing. Nick, Kareem's record stood for 38 years. Yep. I could see Le- LeBron's might stand that long, but eventually somebody will break it. And if the game stays the way it is, Nick, the three-point shot has changed everything. Even mm-hmm. LeBron, for the first half of his career, the three-pointer wasn't what it is now, right? So you're going to have some of these players, like Steph Curry, almost half his shots now are threes. But, so you're going to have some player or players in the future who are shooting but, 15, okay. 17 threes a game. And it's easier to score in today's NBA because the floor is so spread. So I, I think eventually somebody will probably do it. And players are playing longer. So I, but they're not. Here's the problem. The, it's a really truly a math problem. So of the guys who are playing currently that you think might have a chance, you mentioned Steph. Steph would need to add no, no, to. He won't. Right. He would just for context though. If you took all of Steph's points and added all of Damian Lillard's points, you would barely have the record. Hey, Luca, it's like, oh, could Luca do it? If Luca played 14 more years, averaged more points per game than Michael Jordan, and played 72 games every single year, which he's never done, then he could get to where LeBron is right now, but LeBron's going to keep scoring. You need, if you if you had Michael Jordan's career average, Brew, you're going to need, assuming LeBron stops in the around 41,000, you're going to need about 1,400 games. So 1,400 games at Michael Jordan's career average is going to be 18 years. So is anyone going to do that? I don't think in my lifetime. I don't think you don't think in your pro- lifetime? No. Well, because guys are I playing less. I think one less. thing that helps. One thing that yeah, I was going to say, that, that helps your argument, Nick, is the load management. Yes. If this continues, ah. guys aren't playing 80 games a year anymore. And they might but shorten I, I, the season. Look, I think down the road at some point. No, So, so yeah. I think the three-pointer, yeah. Brew, 
So Anthony Edwards was the youngest to get to 500 threes. He was 20. He did in 189 games. LeBron hit, hit, hit his 503 in game 383. I think if someone comes up and just all they do is shoot threes, so, and I think you're being right. conservative, 20 threes a game, I think you can get wide. So but how many points per game do you think someone's going to be able to average for a career? Just give me a number, and we can do yeah, the math be, here. It'd have to be 30, but it's, a, so it's, thir- a, it's not a taxing 30. Okay, that's fine. So if they average 30 a game right, for an entire career and played 70 games a year, you would get to 42,000 points at the end of year 20. So you would have to average 30 a game for your entire career, never miss time with injury, and play 70 games a year. I don't think it's happening. And if I'm wrong, it'll be in 60 years and nobody will be able to tell you. For the end of the show. Speak is up next. We'll see you in Arizona tomorrow.